I'm Amanda White, and this is SEO in 2024. Amanda, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? Yeah, so my number one tip for 2024 is probably the same as it has been for probably the last 10, 10, 15 years. And it's always to think about the user. So, you know, historically, we've had we've had things like the Panda update to, to 12 years ago now. It's getting quite old. And, and that sort of stopped people from focusing on poor quality content and content farms and blog networks and sort of scraping content and just filling the web with 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 low quality content and even back then if you focused on the user and you wrote for that user and you gave the information that that user was looking for you were you were not going to get caught up in the panda update you know you you focus on that user and the same with penguin so you know 2012 now it's it's really showing our age in in the industry but um if you were to focus on building backlinks for the sake of building backlinks and and, and just gaming the system as you know the more you bought the more the more link equity you could get and the, and the, the the better your results but who was following those links who was you know were anyone coming through those links and bringing your traffic to the website so you weren't focusing on the user you were just focusing on numbers and then when penguin hit you were likely to get caught up in in sort of the up the algorithm updates and lose that sort of authority and then your websites would would, would decrease via seo so even back then focus on that user so now it's kind of that even more important as we go into 2024 and you know it would be foolish of me not to mention AI in this in this conversation so I think it was literally um in September this year we've got a helpful content update and and some of the 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 comments in there from Google were saying you know as long as you're creating content by people for people and in, in September 23 they've actually changed that for created for people so they're actually saying now, well, yeah, it's okay to use AI and it's okay if you lean on it and we're not going to penalise you because it is the future and it is, it is a part of what the, the future is going to be. But just always think of the user, always think of that customer and are they going to get value from that content, whether it's written by you, written by AI, helped by AI, written by somebody else. Just, yeah, the user is your number one um, tip for 2024. I mean, it's a pro- progressive way to think from Google because they're basically admitting that um, within a couple of years, um, they're not going to be able to tell what's AI being written by AI and what's not. So what's the point over the short term and actually trying to identify that when it's the user that matters, as you say. So how do you, going back to the user, how, how do you actually identify who your ideal user is? I mean, yeah, I mean, using sort of user profiling and, and finding out who your user is. So whether that's, you know, doing doing research literally on your website and, and looking at your data so you can look at your analytics data and see your demographics, your age, your, you know, I mean, that that's a very, very wide basket of, you know, you can have someone in the same age, but very, very different um, demographics, as it were. So, you know, just finding out where even if it's as simple as having sort of like questionnaires, pop-ups, quizzes, where you ask your customers those questions to then to bracket them into your sort of audience profiles and your audience types. And in terms of asking your customers, your users questions, um, is that where you create your content from? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have a search bar on your website and you've got customers that are searching to find the content on your website, you know that they're looking for the answers. So you know that maybe you should be giving them the answers and if they can't find them, then your your search results, whether you're, you know, if, you, if you've got it set up in your Google Analytics, you can see all the queries that your customers are typing in. So when you've got those queries, you know, if they're being pushed to a page that gives the answer, you, you're already covered. But if not, then that's content that you perhaps you should be creating for them to answer those queries. And should that 
content be prioritised over other opportunities that look like they have greater search volume? Because you might be doing keyword research and find keyword long-tail keyword phrases that look wonderful, that have maybe more than 100 searches per month, and then see the search volume in relation to the on-site queries that people are typing in, and there's no measurable search volume with that. Do you, do you still focus on user queries then? I think a bit of both. I mean, if you have got, if you've gone to the effort, whether that's SEO, PPC, social, and you've got those customers to your website, they've already shown an interest. They, you know, they've, they've, they've clicked on a call to action. They're, they're on your website. If they are then typing in a search term or a search query, you know, historically doesn't have any data yet. Like you say, it has lower than, say, like the 100 um, searches per month. That doesn't mean that it's not valuable. It could be a trending topic. And actually, you're getting that data direct from the user, direct from the customer before it's become popular. So does that mean that you can actually get that content, get it first, get it ranking, beat the competition? Whereas when you're, like you say, you're doing the keyword research and you're finding topics, well, everybody else can find those topics too. And everybody else has got a, a, got a leap on that. Whereas you're using your own data to your advantage. So you mentioned that Google is, isn't likely to care if uh, content's been generated by AI or not, as long as if it's decent content and um, it matches the needs of the user. So does that mean that you can actually take queries from your site that you've uh, identified that are relevant to your target market and then just simply ask G- ChatGPT to, to write it and publish it on your site? Or is, 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 do you need humans involved in the writing process? Yeah, it's it's a dirty answer, isn't it? You know, you need humans. We always need humans, and you know, I don't I don't think the human interaction is going anywhere any day soon. And I think one thing to remember is is you know we've had sort of like the BERT infrastructure with Google since sort of 2019, and that is using AI already to understand language and understand the nuances between keywords and 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 what the person is searching and what the answer is giving on the page. So using AI isn't something new for Google. It's been using it for years. So if you are taking a search query and you're popping it into ChatGPT and it, it's churning out a, a piece of content for you, just read it. Just proofread it, see the quality, and, and you'll see it. You know, you can, you can sort of see the sort of robotic, you know, it, it's not very personal. It's not got that much character to it. And, you know, then you can stop putting in extra prompts to give it character, seeing the writing the style of and, and give it that character. But, yeah, I think using it as a starting point to give you the, the bones of an article and then using that human interaction to add sort of personalization and tone of voice to it and think yeah then then it's absolutely fine which i don't want to say because if it's like i don't want to use the robots i want to use humans but yeah i think the future is is ai definitely okay the future is ai and but i mean talking about using personalization using tone, tone of voice as you're saying there are users satisfied with written content on a website or do they naturally gravitate towards video? Uh, would they be more satisfied if you try and answer every query that they have by video, first of all, and then just create a, a transcript from there to, to to answer the query in written form as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think there will be a distrust in written content because how do you know if it's been written by a robot or written by a human? You know, Are you just thinking, oh, this is just giving me the answer that I think I need to read because a robot has written every single version of said answer, the, 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 the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's just giving me what I've asked for. So I think there will be a slight distrust in content going forward as AI becomes mainstream. I was talking to some people at the weekend about cookies and they were completely un- untechnical people um, in an in, in, in exercise group. And they just thought, oh yes, I did press accept because that's what you do. Like they don't know anything about cookies. They still, even people now don't really understand. Is that going to be the same with AI? Are people really going to be able to tell whether it's been written by a human or written by a bot? And I think as it becomes more mainstream and, and it is, there is a lot more talk 
outside of our industry about AI. And I think people watching videos of real humans talking, I mean, that could even be, you know, that could be AI produced. We could have videos that aren't actually humans, but that's another whole topic. But I think for people listening to physical podcasts, hearing real human voices, whether that's with, with or without video, and then, like you say, with a transcript, I think that will become more popular as people maybe lose trust in, in the written word. And podcasts, videos can also be consumed on other platforms, of course, as well. So is it still SEO if you optimise your content to be seen on other platforms? Well, I think SEO is already encompassed. Like, you know, think like YouTube optimization and making sure you've got your keywords and your transcripts and your descriptions and your titles. So there's already been like an element of sort of video SEO, image SEO. I think this is just the next sort of transition of what we always used to call SEO is, is, is it's always changing. It's, it's never going to stand still. So I think, yeah, this is just the, the 2024 version, should we say. Absolutely. And um, as part of appearing on other platforms and in different forums, SEO needs to have greater communication with other marketing channels as well. So what other marketing channels should SEO be working more closely with and how should they go about doing that? Oh, well, I'm an absolute advocate for PPC as well. So um, the, the terms that you can pull out of PPC, they are real time. So if you are seeing your customer search something in the afternoon, you can have something written by the evening to answer that query. So, you know, to utilize PPC data to influence your SEO content strategy, yeah, it's, it's, it's a number one for me. I think the data is there. You're literally getting it from the horse's mouth so, so you can use it. Okay. And is that how you recommend an SEO go about testing? So if they're thinking of targeting some keyword term that's perhaps a little bit competitive, do you always go for PPC first of all to do that testing to see what conversion rates and traffic is like first of all before you spend any time on organic? Yeah, I mean, it, it does depend. So, I mean, if, if it was a sort of a very sort of low investment piece of SEO content or so whether, you know, whether you were just using a piece of chat GTP to write it and, and that was as far as it went, as opposed to you know, you're, you're, you're organizing interviews with people or you need case studies or you need to use lots of data sets, you know, where it's, it's going to be a very involved and time consuming piece of work to get through organic. Then, yeah, absolutely. You can use PPC. And if suddenly your cost per clicks are through the roof and you know it's hugely competitive, you then know, actually, this isn't going to work doing a, a quick chat GPT answer. It's going to need that time and investment. So, yeah, definitely use the PPC as a sort of testing ground to see what's out there first. And of course... Thinking about different channels, um, it's natural that the user gravitates to different content, to different websites, um, to different experiences as part of their user journey. Um, so as SEOs, do we have to narrow our focus towards just answering users' questions on our, on our website and maybe seek initial streams of traffic, the um, initial inquiry phrase from other channels, other sources? Well, I think I think the the sort of the internet has has sort of changed over the years, hasn't it? We 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 think now in answering the user's query and, and being the, the 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 solution to problems, and I think there is still a, a massive um, area for for content that is not just produced for content's sake, but produced for people to enjoy. So you're not there just saying like, I'm here for SEO, I'm here to answer the question, I'm here to answer the user, and actually giving something of, of just of use of benefit because you know you, you might be just to portray your brand as a, a, a nice fun brand that maybe does something with charity or you know it doesn't have to always be we're focused on SEO we've got to look at keywords we've got to look at content and and that's our main focus I actually think 
the internet will become very boring very quickly if all we're doing is is focusing on sort of we must answer these keyword queries. And actually, I think brands that work with showing their own personality to shine above and beyond just answering the query, I think they will be the ones that succeed because they're showing they're still, they might be using AI, but they're still those real humans behind it. Yeah, creating content for people to enjoy. I think that's a lovely way to look at hero content, that initial content that people experience. It's not necessarily attempting to drive people down your funnel. It's just introducing them to your your brand subtly through some piece of wonderful content that they just really enjoy interacting with. So if an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? Oh, crumbs. This is a, this is kind of a funny one. So I am still in, in, in you know, 2023, 2024, I'm still getting cold emails arriving in my inbox on a daily basis saying, do you want to buy some blog roll links? Do you want to buy, you know, guest posts on these, these terrible, terrible blog pages? And it didn't work 10 years ago. It's not going to work in 10 years time. So if that's your main focus as an SEO is just trying to sell low quality content, then just, just, just stop. <laughs> Just stop annoying me. <laughs> yeah, stop annoying everybody else. So yeah, I think AI is not going anywhere. But it's, it's, it's likely to be very heavily the future. So, you know, maybe we'll start to see emails of, uh, you know, buy my AI content to post on my blog instead. But yeah, I, I, I definitely think that the cold emailing for, for guest posts and, and backlinks is, is it's done. It's, it's over. Stop wasting your time on that one. Amanda White is an SEO and PPC consultant, and you can find her over at amandawhitedigital.com. Amanda, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you for having me. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com.